This is the one with Cleopatra's cleavage. Papa Blue Man Greedo Smurf the Hut. (laughs) (laughs) So... Oh dear. An invasion of sexy Italian. <laughs> the return of Rory. And silence falls. It's called The Pandorica Opens. Here, Here we go. go. <laughs> I'm keeping all of that in. <laughs> <laughs> We're still on our endless voyage. All through time and all through space. With Slavine and Angels now. Dalek, Cybers, Uden, wow. Tenant Smith and Eccleston. And Capali, he's the man. Doctor Who is cool again. That was Russell's master plan. Back when reviewing all new who there is. Who back when subscribe and rate on iTunes, please. Rose and Donna, Amy Pond, Rory, Martha, and beyond. Join us on this odyssey. What other choice could there be but who back when? Who back when? Hello, ladies and gentlemen of Podcast Land, and welcome to episode N072 of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast or podcast. Uh, that was desperation. We're, we're keeping this going into the third hundred. Then. <laughs> I am Ponkin, and with me in the studio today, behind mics, that is, are Marie. Hello, Marie, and Drew McGuinn. And off mic, a live studio audience comprised of Jim. <laughs> Hello, Jim. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Today we are sitting down to have a little chit-chat about the Pandorica Opens, which is the first part of a two-parter which make up the season finale, I believe. Oh yes. Oh yes. Do you know what I liked best about this entire episode? And there are a lot of highlights. Oh really? There was not a second of preview. <gasps> oh, For me, that's true. plus 0.5 already. Wait, so wait. for me, the maximum of this episode is 5.5. <laughs> <laughs> So the stakes are high, Podcast Len. They've really wow. been higher. All right. Not since Love and Monsters. <laughs> when Rory gave it a 12. That's, that's the best thing about this episode, though? <laughs> well, would anyone care to suggest an alternative? I have a question for you. Are we still in the territory? Because I, I know the answer in your case, Marie, because we actually talked about this before we press record. But are we still in the you had never, ever seen this before territory? No, I had seen this one. And do you know what ah, else? No. This is the first Doctor Who episode to have been broadcast when Abby and I were married. Oh. It was broadcast the day after our wedding. So I don't actually know how I saw it because I was in Greece. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hold everything. I got a Doctor Who episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't been watching for the last 11 weeks, but, but now, you know, I really feel the need. Really important to get this one in. <laughs> Now we're not planning a wedding. I guess there's nothing to do. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know how that happened, but I had seen it before. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay, well, I, I guess welcome back. <laughs> and it did mean, of course, that I had to watch this episode fully cognizing Erect. the twist. Mm. Oh. I don't think I've ever had so much difficulty trying to imagine or remember what it was like to not know what the big reveal was going to be. Oh, really? As, as this episode. Yeah, I had seen this, but I did not remember. Yeah, and Marie, it, oh, Marie, what do you what do you remember? I, I remembered it. Yeah, how can you not remember? But, I, I I mentioned this before you press record, ladies and gents. I had a theory whilst watching this, and I turned it. Turned but it was Stephen Moffat inside the Padorica. That's exactly what I thought. I'm the only genius whose <laughs> brain surpasses the Doctor. My theory was because of the whole like. There's the scene where he goes, "Well, the, the greatest uh, warrior ever is inside this box." I 
rightly assumed that that referred to the Doctor, but I also assumed that the future version of the Doctor would be inside the box, so that when it opens, he looks at his future self, and would be like, oh, well, holy smokes, how do I get in there? That kind of thing. But no, I was wrong. You could have had one, one Smith saying, tie me, and the other one saying, why me? Exactly. <laughs> this is wibbly wobbly. <laughs> Yeah. And all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then they have a nice little... Whatever, yeah. yeah uh, that we'll was my off. theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we jump into bite-sized chunk of who for all of those people in podcast land who have no idea what we're talking about? For whom it isn't already entirely spoiled. Exactly. Let's. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert ahead. Time for us to synopsize, clarify and summarize. So take a view and grab a brew and listen to this overview. This free for all we like to call a bite-sized chunk of who. All the Doctor's previous companions of the week come together for one timey-wimey art heist of Vincent's maddest masterpiece. A confluence of clues draw the Doctor and Amy to Stonehenge in 102 AD, where all of the Doctor's foes turn up just for the crack. (laughs) (laughs) The TARDIS is destined to explode, and in a seemingly unrelated turn of events, no matter how rigidly Amy stands in his way, Rory's hand is also destined to explode. Be scout over, you are welcome. Ooh, vodka. Okay. <laughs> Anyone want to start us off with a question? Yes. Okay. In which outfit was Alex Kingston's cleavage the best? Cleopatra. I mean, what are you talking about? I mean, that was. I mean, it was good. I mean, it was. It was under high pressure in Cleopatra's outfit, but you know, you got the more acreage when she was fifty-one forty-five space outlaw. <laughs> I don't really remember her cleavage in, what was it, 54, what was it, 54, 18? 51, 45. 45, sorry. Which, when she was doing the heist. Wait, is that heist or is that prison? When is, what, wait. She, she, she when is she in prison, prison and wh- what are her tits like? She escaped from prison to go on a heist. <laughs> she, she went to Liz Ten's gaff yeah. and, and stole her gear. Oh, uh, sub-question. Is that Liz Ten pre-whale? No, it has to be post-whale because she says you've met the doctor. Oh. Therefore, it has to be on the spaceship. It's on, it's aboard the whale. I think so. Oh, maybe. Of course it's aboard the whale. The whale's not going anywhere. Or future Britain is dead. Or they've arrived wherever they're heading. New Earth. Yeah, maybe. Oh, true. Mm. I thought that was five billion and something. Oh, Oh, who knows? Yeah. She doesn't age, so it could be any time. That's true. (laughs) Sorry, that, that uh, that was a tangent. I like how in 5145, the method of preserving artwork has still not progressed beyond a cloth <laughs> <laughs> even though it's three thousand years old by this point it's not even behind glass or anything it's no and, and it's also like it's not hanging on walls it's just hanging up from the ceiling i really enjoyed that the uh, the best security guards they could have in the priceless artwork collection is the queen oh yeah <laughs> like <laughs> she's the only one there why would they have security guards? There's someone got... Oh, yeah, you're right. Wait, hang on. Why don't they have security guards? <laughs> How does River get in there? How does River get out of there? How does River travel through time? Yeah, because she... She had then... Wait, how does she travel after through time? that, she goes and gets the time thing exactly. from the rest of the man. Wait, what the shit? Oh, no. So she must escape from prison and meet the blue chap in the same time. Like, in the same yeah. time zone, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 This all makes perfect sense now. Do they do it in that order? Let's say yes. Yeah, okay. I guess sure. so. Yeah. Maybe the Tarantino it. Maybe it's like, oh, and here's how I got there. And this <laughs> is when, blah, blah. Okay. Wait, hang on. I don't feel like your question about the cleavage was answered. I regret asking it. That's why I'm desperately trying <laughs> to steer <laughs> away from on. it. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, my next question is, <laughs> how did Doc get the idea to go back to the cliff? So, because oh. this is how River communicates with him. There's another episode where he's in a museum. Exactly, yeah. And she's written Hello Sweetie on a timeless artifact and he didn't answer his phone. What else was she supposed to do? Yeah, but I can overlook it once that he turns up without any sort of causation in the best thing in the universe, uh, the biggest museum in the universe, and River's left something there. But to have not gone back to the oldest thing in the universe in 900 plus years. It seems ridiculous that he hasn't done that. You're right. Yeah. He's gone to the very start of the universe, right? Hasn't he? I feel like he has. He's gone, he he has, and he's gone back as far as Satan or something, or or that was around for a while. Maybe that wasn't in the past, actually, but... He's looked at old shit. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And the fact that it's never been translated as well, surely that's got to be so tempting for him. Like, nobody knows what it says. I reckon you're right. Hang on, it's in English. Because we see it from the, tar- exactly. from the TARDIS. The yeah, TARDIS but, translates it. But there's... Uh, I am going to bring up the Satan pit again. There's stuff there that's <laughs> so old that it cannot be translated. I mean, so it can't just be old because River is from this time and though she's put it back but in yeah, the old... It's, it, but it's, it's, the first planet, it's the first planet that, ever, that was ever created when there was time. I've got to stop asking questions. And no, Satan but- came from, or the Satan, the devil-ish creature from the Satan yeah. pit. He's from a time before time. But Drew is on something, because what, yeah, what language did River write it in that it hasn't yet to be translated? Oh, I reckon she you- has a translation matrix very much like the TARDIS does, and just scribbles Hello Sweetie and whatever that is. In what? In whatever the translation matrix helps her write it in. Actually, I can believe that that would mean absolutely nothing to anyone but the Doctor. Because if someone, if any, if any archaeologists had uncovered Hello Sweetie, they'd think, well, obviously we can't understand this language. This is gibberish. <laughs> Who the fuck is writing Hello Sweetie on a cliff? Super good point. Also, it, she doesn't have to write it in the same language that was originally on that wall. She could write it in, for example, Ancient Gallifreyan, which she did in the museum scene. Well, that's why I was, I was assuming she'd written it in Gallifreyan, but yeah, it's... It's one thing that he has never gone back in 900 years, but for the yeah, that's entire population of Gallifrey to have never gone and looked at this writing also and ridiculous. translated it. Yeah. They're just uh, yeah. and I, and lazy, I, lazy bums. I mostly <laughs> object to it because Moffat says, I'm a genius to be making the Doctor go back here, so I'll make him say that he's a genius and then I'll get away he's got free. Mm. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, this might not be interesting at all but okay so (laughs) is it possible that the because she's just she's basically just defiling a a kodak moment from space time a universe heritage site Mm. exactly yeah (laughs) and assuming that at some point in his life the doctor will want to visit said sites find said clue or coordinates and then go and find her that means that when Matt Smith turns up in 102 AD, she would not have been surprised in any way if Hartnell had yeah, shown up, yeah, or Pertwee, or Capaldi, you know, like in any direction in his life. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm, I like Weird. that. Weird. Yeah. When does this happen in her life? So, it's earlier than the last time we saw her. Yeah, because she says spoilers. She's like, oh, yeah. no, 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 don't tell me about that. Um, but it must be, she knows the Doctor quite well. So I don't know. It's really hard to pinpoint her timeline. It's so I really want to draw a diagram. Yeah, but and what, and oh, but she's in prison. What's she in prison for? Oh yeah, dear hero in prison. Because uh, later she's in prison for. So she's in prison twice. So it must be a different thing because right? that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe she gets 
caught again. It's like, oh, well, di- okay, hang on. In the Angel double episode where she's also, like, she's on parole, basically. Yeah. Is that a, like, you constantly escape, so we're now just gonna, we're gonna do this with no, you she, instead? Well, she's in prison then for, spoilers, but killing the Doctor, basically. Does, yeah. Like, so that has to happen really late in her timeline. And so if this is earlier in her timeline, it has to be she's in prison for something else. Oh, that's true. I feel like yeah. Tracy set this all out for us really well, but we just avoided it we, because of the spoilers. Four spoilers. <laughs> the ones that we are <laughs> diving right into this time. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah. I really want to draw a diagram of this. Yeah. I, I reckon that could be pretty cool. Uh, I think know, it'd be I, interesting to like watch all of her episodes in the right order. And see it from River's point of view. And see if that if it holds up. And see as if well. it holds up, yeah. yeah. And then the doctor would be all over the place and he would be I bet someone's already done this. Yeah. Right in <laughs> oh. oh our live studio audience has just found it. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> there it is. It's a little tube map. In fact, oh. I think we've seen this before and described it as a tube map. Uh. <laughs> we would have made it look much nicer. Okay, okay, okay. So speaking of heritage sites, yeah. has the doctor really never been to Stonehenge before? Oh, because it seems question. like a pretty good ace to pull out of the deck at this stage. You know, forty six years in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Jim can look it up for you. Jim, Jim, uh, audience, do you wanna, unit. Okay, look forward to a break in a <laughs> to an interruption in a little moment when we have an answer to this question. <laughs> that that is a really good question, though. It does seem like it's it's so seminal a like, codec moment that like why wouldn't he have been there already? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Especially back when they first started filming it, because there were no restrictions. You could just walk right up to it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That was really cool that they presumably did clamber all over it this time. Yeah. You don't think that was a studio set? No, I I don't think. That must have been real. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And uh, and (laughs) uh, Miriam and I were watching it, and she was still awake for this bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, spoiler alert, she fell asleep halfway through this episode. (laughs) It was late. And she was like, oh, yeah, this must have been shot when you were allowed to walk up to it. And just then you get a shot of Matt Smith just like pawing the rock, just like, (laughs) oh, dude, that's why we're no longer allowed to do that. (laughs) Show some respect. Can I ask a question about the, or point something out rather, in the prison scene again, Mm -hmm. going back one step, we get one more instance of apparently it's okay to have your own makeup when you're in prison. I love River in prison because I just feel like she's there because she wants, she wants to, be. to be there. Yeah. That nobody's holding her. She can leave at any point she chooses. She's just sat on the bed reading a book, like having a whale of a time. And then she's <laughs> like, "Oh, I've got the phone. Oh yeah, sure. I'll go. I'll go rescue my boyfriend now." I'm just going to use like, this lipstick that, yeah. that you allow me to have. She keeps it in her ample cleavage. That's true. They don't know where it is. Why? Because it's just so enormous that you'd send a thousand <laughs> men in there, and some of them might not come back. No. They, they, Okay, I'm going to buy your first explanation. She's there on her own terms. Yeah. Like, there's no... But but it, what, what it did do, it, it reminded me of something we've seen before, I think. When the master... Sorry, the master's wife mm. is in prison. No. Oh, we're not doing cleavage now. Okay. Not doing cleavage. <laughs> I'll go back to sleep. <laughs> it's really off character. Off character but like, uh, you know, when, when she's in prison and there's this weird conspiracy of the prison guards, they're this cult that just want to revive the master. Yeah. There's also a thing there with lipstick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, re- I, I, I feel like we had a conversation at the time. I was like, well, she's in prison. Why is she allowed lipstick? <laughs> Fast forward a whole doctor and we're getting the same thing again. Maybe in the future it's like mandatory that women have to wear lipstick. Hallucinatory. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Jim, have you found anything yet? 
First time at Stonehenge. Mm. Wow. In a TV film, they oh. went to Stonehenge. Oh, really? The Paul McGann TV movie. Oh. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. Hmm. Yeah. Briefly, probably they just flew past it. The robot professor, Churchy's robot oh, professor, yeah. is back. From Paisley. They're all back. He, he's Hello. back. Or does this happen before the doctor I think, again, it has to happen afterwards because he has to recognise the TARDIS exactly. to know this is a message for the Doctor. Exactly. Yeah. But the Churchy episodes, uh, which oh, you wouldn't know this, Drew, but we reviewed that with Winston Churchill. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> oh, for no, inviting me. The shame you missed that one. It was a really special episode. Did, we, did you at least get a picture with him? That I can, you know, drool over. Yes, we did. Oh, great. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Blenheim. Holding oh. a stick. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's a cigar. <laughs> uh, in that episode, or that episode, it ends with him escaping. Mm. Because if he were to stick around, he would be dissected and die or something. Yeah. Right? But, well, I... He escapes to find, like, does. his made-up girlfriend. I think that, um... <laughs> because... <laughs> Docker rocked up later, then Winston would have said, Here's your painting. That's what oh, he said. Winston. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, all of these interactions have to happen after the Doctor has seen them because, yeah, otherwise he would just be like, Oh, Doctor, while you're here, I've got a v- painting of your TARDIS exploding I should show you. Yeah, that's true. No, yeah. you're, you're 100% right. Why the shit is the robot professor back? Well, I think that he thought it was so urgent that this. Uh, this painting that he of all the people has somehow got his hands on where, like where did he find it his cold robot hands yeah hey, wasn't it in sent- a wall from oh. france yeah in a in a house in france who sent it to him I, this was 1941 as well this would have been taken out what via dunkirk i got the Im- this is way before d-day wait this hasn't wait, been what? you know looted by the allies liberating europe in operation overlord this that's three years away mm. i'm getting the order wrong hang on can we just go through the order what what yep. happens so is it is it churchy and roboprof they find the painting yeah so roboprof finds the painting and brings it to churchy right okay churchy then calls the doctor but river but is rerouted yeah. to yeah okay and oh, that, oh, oh. oh in connection with that yeah. Is there a worse person in history to have to say something very quickly within a minute? What, then Churchill? Churchill. Yeah. As in, when the song says, be quick, you've only got a minute. Well, well. that's extremely interesting. <laughs> Let me begin at the beginning. <laughs> How am I doing for time? I'll try and go faster, but I can't promise anything. <laughs> the only person I can think of who might be worse would be Ringo Starr. Ooh. What would he sound like? I found your bloody painting. <laughs> It's bit blue, a bit yellow. Any reds in there? Stuff's exploding. No, no. <laughs> let me check. No reds. <laughs> How am I doing for time? No, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> okay, so they they call River. But why does it? Re- why so the TARDIS, TARDIS reroutes it? Why does it reroute it to her at that point in time? The TARDIS knows. It just... Yeah. TARDIS is really behind it all. Yeah, exactly. Why doesn't the TARDIS just reroute it to the Doctor? Yeah. Uh, so, anyway... Can the TARDIS the, call, the call any phone? Apparently so, uh, without even being in the middle of it. Can't it call Amy's cell phone? There's a fucking phone in the TARDIS. 
Yeah, but they might not be in the TARDIS. They might be off on an adventure oh, somewhere. Wait, so the Doctor doesn't have an answering machine? But exactly. <laughs> voicemail. Let it go to voicemail. Well, call, call the person that he's with. Call Amy's phone. Oh, wait, you know what? Voicemail. At some point in the future, the Gallifreyans just went like, you know what? Voicemail. Super outdated. It's, it's really, <laughs> really old tech. annoying, actually. It makes no sense. It's Nobody impractical. listens to their messages anymore. Mm-hmm. They're just piling up, taking up data storage space. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Here's a much better idea. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to reroute the call to a prison so that that person can escape and then go and defile some uh, archae- uh, archaeological sites just in case the recipient of said call were to visit it. When River says, he says, why did you do this? And she goes, well, you don't answer your phone. Is that the phone call voicemail. that she's talking about? This is the episode that could have been solved she hasn't with tried, voicemail. She hasn't tried to call him again. She's just assumed that he, the TARDIS rerouted it to her because he hasn't picked up. So I'll do this Sure, she only called once. I know. <laughs> Try again. This is bullshit. <laughs> this episode should be re- renamed Voicemail, please. <laughs> <laughs> but then so the Vincent then, thing just ends. I know. I, I really liked when it started with Vincent. I, you know, it was a really beautiful episode. It was all nostalgic and he we know he can kind of see into other realms and he sees things that yeah. we don't see and he kind of can sense emotions and things. And that was a really nice opening. And then it's like, and then Churchy comes in, and then Liz Ten comes in, and they just throw in so many like pieces of the puzzle. It just felt really overworked. Yeah. Oh, I love a bit of overload, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I all right. I could have done without Liz Ten. I think Liz Ten was the one that was a step too far. Yeah. I didn't yeah. mind Liz Ten. <laughs> I was happy with Liz Ten, even though she's the bloody queen, mate. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind that. That was a little callback. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah, to that Liz one 10. line that we all hated. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like that line. <laughs> I'm bloody unoriginal, mate. <laughs> I'm turning into my cane. <laughs> Let's carry on. <laughs> I am the bloody queen. I want to see Michael Caine on Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Guy, yes. How old is Michael Caine? Can we just like it's like Michael Caine tangent? He's old, old enough to play Doctor Who's dad Ooh. or the master. No? Nah, he's too old. Okay, fine. Doctor Who's dad. Doctor Who. His name is not Doctor Who. Mr. Who. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please. Mr. Who was my father. (laughs) (laughs) And then we come to the the Romans. And why why is she dressed up like Cleopatra? Oh, oh, oh that it's was in my notes. It's, it's in my notes. It's in his notes. <laughs> Wasn't that great though? <laughs> why does River wear Egyptian getup? Yeah, I don't. Like, why? Where did she get it from? Where did she get it from? She spends, <laughs> it's really urgent that she gets this message to the doctor, but she spends so much time in a dressing up box. Like she's got yeah. a different outfit in every scene, which I love. She's very cool, and oh, she always it's super cool. Impeccably she styled. It. Yeah, she does. But it just—it seems like a really strange choice. Yeah. If she's like uh, lipsticking every Roman around, yeah. then she might as well wear, wear her well, future garb, wants. which she does later on. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super strange. <laughs> and wouldn't it make more sense for her to pretend to be a Roman? Yes, that's yeah. why. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there are no famous Roman like women that we she can. Well, there being are, a goddess or something. They're usually involved in palace intrigue. How or, about being a goddess? She could show up and be like, "I am Venus." She could be Venus, <gasps> and then she could laser things, and they would believe her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Listen to me, Romans. I am Venus. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your penis. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Moffat indulging his his fantasy, mm. and you know, puerile as that is, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I do love River in this episode, though. I think she, I just, I think she's fantastic. 
she's pretty great she she's just she's she always knows what she's doing she's never the like feeble woman and she's like oh what do we do now she's always one step ahead of the doctor and she's got her gadgets and she doesn't like rely on him to drive things forward she's there doing her own thing and that's really cool yeah agreed mm. very much so well she's the only one who really knows what's going on yeah, in a way. yeah that and the voice saying silence we're for oh i hated that Ugh, yeah who is that hated what is that, that? And then that the screen has to crack just like the crack. Oh. So super duper naff. It, it, the silence before thing really bothers me because it just it, it's not silent for one not, thing, and it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't relate to the, in the next series when we find out what the silence is. It, it's just it's everything a thing. is just discarded and started again. Nothing. The silence relates. is just. I mean, it's just the greys in suits, right? Yeah. 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 They don't fall. Like there's nothing that doesn't relate to what they're saying. Okay. Uh, uh, hmm. Do they kind of retcon what the crack is as well, though? Towards the 50th anniversary, I feel like at that point the crack is something else. I can't really remember that. Is it not? Hmm. Like on the other side of the crack, or is, is Gunfrey in there maybe? I think we're only heading into ambiguity and confusion. Yeah. Oh, okay. But talking of retconning, yeah, let's there was it. some real whiplash I got from... Um, well, no, if you just remember him, then maybe he can come back. You shouldn't be here. You were very definitely forgotten. Five minutes later, when Rory turns up, and then afterwards, it folds back on itself again, and it's like, I could say anything Wait, how, at this how point. does it fo- fold back on, onto itself again? Because then, after the Doctor has said, no, Rory, it's impossible, you can't be forgotten, then, okay, it's explained, but it's like... Oh, and then he's like, oh, go and get her again. Don't worry about it, you'll remind her. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, does, you're right. And she does remember him. Um, and then she spends a long time trying to convince him that he's human because then he will become human. That's exactly, exactly, well, exactly do we know that did. that's the case? Do we know that that's the case? Or is that just sort of your assumption? Because that was my assumption as well. Well, that's, that's what she's trying said. to do because that's what she did with Bracewell in the Churchill. Oh, well, done for remembering his yes, name. Yes. <laughs> What was his name? No, I think you're right. I think we kept saying Braithwaite Braithwaite. by mistake. I kept saying Braceface. (laughs) I need to re-listen to that episode. I have had no vodka this time, though. I can say his name properly. (laughs) Oh, I've got vodka. Mm. (laughs) But yeah, but that's exactly the same. Um, I remember really, really hating that. And it's just like, just remember old Ethel and then you'll stop being a bomb and start being a real human. What was her name Ethel? Uh, Dora. Dora. Dora Bella. Dora Bella. Dora Bella. It's clearly um, and yeah, she's just doing the same to Rory. Although, when she does it to Braceface, she's all like, <laughs> ooh, she's all like sexy and like, remember, it's like naughty and to like someone that you can't oh, yeah. have. Da, da, da. Of and, course. Yeah, yeah. And then she does it with Rory. And this is your fiance who you thought had died and has come back. And she still doesn't fucking tell him that she loves him. I, I, like, oh my, oh my God. didn't even dawn on me. Say the words, Amy. <laughs> You're so right. I thought it was very telling. When Amy was crying, she's like, I'm happy. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't know how to feel. <laughs> it's like she's the robot. Yeah. <laughs> Emotion circuits that are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have another thing in connection with that. Mm. Okay. So Rory is a Roman. He's part of the invading force. He's surrounded by Iron Age Celts. 
And yet one girl with red hair turns up. <laughs> and it has to be Amy. Oh, <laughs> because he loves her and he wants, he's hoping he, that it's her. He must have had false alarms since he shipped across the channel. He's like, is that Amy? No. Are you Amy? No. Oh. 10,000 a day. <laughs> Just keeps slaughtering his way through the country till he finds Amy. Kill off every last indigenous inhabitant. Poor Rory. <laughs> I find it so weird that he was like, um, how long has he been there as a Roman? Because I would have thought he he was like just kind of brought into being to be this, like these Romans have it just It seems like he's been now. there a while. But yeah, he's like, I've got memories. I Like I have a Roman life and I started to think it was a dream. So he must have been living as a Roman for he a really the, long time. He did the Picard thing. What's the Picard Presumably. Thing? Like there's a, oh, what's the episode called? I'm sure this has been referenced on Who Back When before. Where th- There's an episode of Star Trek uh, TNG where Picard gets hit by some like alien wibbly wobbly thing and he wakes up on an alien planet and he has he is himself but he's just woken up from a dream and the yeah. whole TNG storyline was just a dream and he oh. lives a whole life he and has he grandchildren an instrument a flute <laughs> and then he dies and when he dies he wakes up and he is himself again yeah, and it's just yeah. like this memory box so that people don't forget this civilization i reckon rory has memories of being whether he's been there for that long or not, he has memories of a Roman life equivalent to his physical age. Mm. So let's say he's what, like, he's meant to be 20-something? 20 20... 21, I think. Uh... I think I know what the episode was called. It was called B-Team Rides at Late Season Filler. <laughs> That's a really good episode. How yeah. dare you? How dare you? <laughs> but yeah, I see what you're saying, though. Do I don't... They, I'm assuming that they haven't built a like a, a Roman settle not a settlement a Roman is legion the right words or whatever like a a platoon. <laughs> yeah, it's I, a legion. They even mention the word legions in the episode. But they also in the episode say, "But you're not quite a legion. You're just fifty people or something like no, that." That's but just they how don't many send... volunteers Rory? Can oh, get. Yeah. you're right. That's okay, so I, I reckon they haven't like created a fake legion with fake lives and had let them live for 21 years. They probably just did it roughly uh, the 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 amount of time minimum that uh, River has been there. It takes to make a Pandorica. Oh, the Pandorica, they could just plop in there, right? Who made the Pandorica? That's a good question. Why is there a dead Cyberman in there? And... Well, it's not dead, it's just disassembled. Okay, why is there a why is there a dismembered Cyberman underneath Stonehenge? If the ce- well, because he was a century, and then a god, one of the Roman gods. But why would the Roman gods go and kill the Cyberman actually? Because and then just leave the Pandorica there. Because they're yeah. Well, no, he says druids. They're on like, the oh. same side. Doesn't Wait. the doctor say like, oh, yeah, those druids, you can't really. Tr- oh, the Celts, you can't really. Uh, you can't trust them or something. How he do, says yeah. to the dead Cyberman. Yeah, but he doesn't know who killed him. No, that's true. So he's just making it. Up. I, I think the Alliance is just stalling for time while the Pandorica scans the Doctor. So the Doctor keeps thinking he's buying half an hour, but actually he's just letting it go I, through its scanning program. And I then... love that. But yeah, because the when he does the whole speech, he stands on the rock and he's like this kind of rock star and he's talking to all these 10,000 ships and he's got his microphone. And I think I remember the first time around quite enjoying it. Yeah. And thinking, yeah, you tell them. Like, they're all backing off and like, wow, that's so cool. And then when you watch it with hindsight, it's, it's such a different episode when you know what's going to happen. Um, and they all back off and they're like, oh, yeah, they fooled you. You think that you're buying time. But actually, they're like, this is their plan. They're just waiting until it's open so they can put you in it. You haven't done anything. Pathos. <laughs> but wait, 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 wait. So are you, wait, 
is the suggestion that they they aren't even responsible for opening it? They know when it's going to open. I think that was it must be on a, like it's no, on no, a timer no. or something. I think I think it's maybe it's mentioned in the next episode um, that it's um it's like to do time with touch. Oh. So he walks in. The first thing he does is put his hand on it, and I think uh. that triggers it opening. So they've put it there, and they've like synced it in with his DNA somehow. But they've also made it look like the cover of the book yeah. in Pond's yeah. childhood bedroom. Yeah. Which book is that, by the way? Is that the novel, uh, the novelization of <laughs> Pandora's Box? <laughs> yeah. Didn't you read that as a child? So A, which book? B, how fucked up was her childhood? <laughs> It was the early 2000s, you know, in the wake of Clueless and uh, Mean Girls, there was a, a US teen adaptation, The Pandora Diaries. And <laughs> it was a whole high school drama thing. It ran for years. Um, <laughs> when is this series? 2010. 2010. So when 2010, Amy is 21. Yeah. So perfect target demographic for watching the Pandora Diaries. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, when so River goes to her childhood bedroom in yeah. 2010, and it's it's not her childhood bedroom. It's her 21 year old bedroom. She was about to get married in that bedroom. Yeah, she still has her and childhood. It's all of her childhood things are around. Did we have school book is out? Yeah, but this is the exact box. same thing that was happening on the night of like the eve of her marriage when she still had her childhood drawings all over the place. But it was a absolutely crazy <laughs> it was all the doctor stuff though because that's like she's obsessed with the doctor and that yeah. was all there but okay, to have this like random roman school book that oh that was my favorite subject at school why would you have still have that does she oh oh you're right that's... i still got a load of crap lying around in my childhood bedroom just on the on the side, but it's not yeah, ready probably. to read. But it's yeah, not, nothing's the, buried under that much. <laughs> but when you when you say your childhood bedroom, you are not referring to the bedroom that you also lived in, like slept in for twenty one years. Oh, I have moved on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas this is the room; it was her bedroom when she was a child, but it was also her bedroom when she was in her twenties and about the, to get the married. The doctor arrested her development. We've established this. Mm. Um, yeah, even though she then became a stripper gram. When. Um, <laughs> Hot. You don't think that's maybe related, <laughs> <laughs> this traumatised child? Um, wait, I had a follow-on thought and I've forgotten it. Oh, sorry. What were we talking about? I had a follow-on thought. Go on, you do yours. Which was that, did anyone really buy the Romans? You know, you know, the ultimate fighting machine in the universe. Oh. Because they have tortoise shield formation and marching squares, yeah, which yeah. makes them unstoppable. Yeah, mm. no, it, it, Miriam and I were also awing about that. <laughs> the... It, Mm. They they were great for their historical context, but then maybe like th- this is also the episode where we meet the potato dudes. Uh, what are they called again? Centaurans. Centaurans. Mm. There we go. The potato dudes. They sh- the Centaurans. They show up and they oh, are the space Romans. They are the space. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. are bred for <laughs> like just warfare. They are incredible tacticians, etc. And potato lookalikes. Surely they would be higher up the scale than Romans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Without question. Without question. And it's, and it's not even like is it relative to your level of technology? Or Romans, they didn't have laser weapons, but if they did they, have think these what, what things. What they would have done if they'd had the technology? Exactly. Is that what it is? I don't know. It's like, are they better for their times than Seems, Centaurans are for Because theirs? at the current time, he's using the Romans. He, they don't have technology. They just still have the swords. They have and nothing. So, yeah, and there's ten thousand <laughs> ships out there. Like they don't even have an aqueduct to show <laughs> off. Like there, there's nothing. <laughs> And and might I add also at this point Arminius 
Arminius? The German warlord who defeated Publius Quinctilius Varus. Oh. Immortalised oh, in I Claudius when Brian Blessed said, Publius Quintilius Varus, where are my legions? Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Blessed. Thank you. <laughs> so the Romans weren't even top dogs in their day every time. So bullshit. I call bullshit. So much bullshit. <laughs> Do you want to watch I Claudius this weekend? Oh, yes. <laughs> Do you know who's in it? <laughs> uh, okay. Marie, did you think of your thought? Yeah, but we've, oh. we've moved on now. No, we haven't. Oh, well, it was let's just, revisit it. Because we were talking about Amy and, and her child. She has this arrested development and she's, you know, things about Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and he says <laughs> to her, doesn't it have a body that your life doesn't make sense? And the only thing he tells her is, your house is too big. Like, yeah. like come on, doctor. Like, I don't know. Like, you're far too good looking not to be hitched by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the what? What is it about her when he grabbed her as a like when he took her with him? Yeah. Was it literally just that that you have a like too like, many spare you, you have bedrooms? A spare, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like her parents died. Why don't you at least have a lodger? You could make <laughs> some money on the sides. <laughs> that just seems like such a feeble reason. Because I think things happen later on where she because she doesn't remember the dark. Is it the Daleks or the Cybermen she's forgotten about? Oh, oh, is that what's happening? I didn't realise, because I asked her, I asked Miriam last night, like, probably Walker at the time, oh. like, wait, has has so has she never met Cybermen before? Yeah. But has she met Cybermen and but forgotten about it? forgotten about it, yeah. And so, what did she mean, Cybermen? Um, well, we don't see her with a Cyberman, but, like, but, but he she sort will of have. says, in your time, like, in oh. in the time that you've been alive, Cybermen have invaded the Earth and you should remember them and why don't you? Oh, yeah, of, of course. Yeah. Or Daleks, I can't remember which one it is. Well, both. both. Cybermen, yeah. the army of ghosts? Yeah. 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 But all of that comes after he's, like, snatched her on her wedding night, so... I don't know. It just seems a bit weird to say your life doesn't make sense and then just leave it at that. And wait, she's no. sat there going, wait, 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 wait. Does it? Does it happen after? Yeah. Well, that's the first. No, the Cybermen invaded during tenant times. No, no, but he, I'm saying he says to Amy, your life doesn't make sense. And that's why I like chose you to come with me. Yeah. But he doesn't know at that point that she's forgotten about the Cybermen. Oh, I see. No. <sighs> I don't know. There's a lot that should make more sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There, there is. I think um, Eki, Eki he, yes. he, he objected to the through line of this series being just so obvious and hitting you right between the eyes. I couldn't agree more. And, I mean, that sort of upfront thing to object to, in a way papers over the cracks if you will of many more subtle sort of failings that accompany it in this in this like it doesn't nothing really adds up yeah does it i mean i mean eki loves bad wolf he hates this what what's your take on the comparison of the two uh i wait are you asking me asking anyone who will answer (laughs) uh i'm siding with eki Bad Wolf was done much more neat. I mean, th- but this isn't just about this episode. In general, the crack was mishandled. Uh, <laughs> like the the, it, it's too obvious. It's too blunt. The, mm. All of these ten thousand spaceships um, that have arrived, or a hundred thousand, or a million, or a million. However, at, at least twelve thousand. After ten thousand, you just can't tell the difference. Yeah, so. I think so. At that point, it's just numbers. Um, are these all from? this time period or have they all travelled back in time from the date when the crack when the explosion happens 
Well, little Dave Hedgehog turns up, although probably a clone, since the Sontarans are all clones. But that's yeah, the thing, a, a lot of them are really recognisable, and the, like, the Daleks are the, the like, Power Ranger Daleks. new generation Daleks. Yeah, but Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Were they still trying to sell the Daleks? Is that what's going on? Oh, maybe. Available in all good toy stores. <laughs> we haven't seen a we haven't seen a Dalek since then, right? Yeah. So they still haven't. Yeah, they just haven't given up yet. Must be what it is. But uh, I made a, a note of a few aliens that show up yeah. or that are mentioned, and even though they they don't necessarily need to stem from different times, we do get a mention of two aliens and a possible sighting of a third alien race. From Classic Who. We get a mention of the Drawin, who are the Drawin of Galaxy 4, who appear in the serial Galaxy 4, that may or may not take place in Galaxy 4. <laughs> the Draconians of, I can't remember what it was called, something. And, oh, there's a possible sighting, I'm not sure. It, I'll, I'll get a screenshot of this and I'll pop it on the, on the website, whobeck1.com. I think there might be an Iridian, which are the, 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 the inhabit, inhabitants of the planet Iridius, which is a very arid planet, <laughs> but they are fish people, so they have like a fin over the top, like a, basically like a punk rock alien, but it's like a fish fin, dorsal fin type thing. I think we get to see one of those. <laughs> that's it, that's it. I'm done. Okay. I. How did you f- all feel about the Alliance? I don't know. But the thing is, it's like, just, yeah, how did they all come together? How did it work? Like Teamwork, the League of Super Friends. This is why I, Wavy don't, this is why I don't know whether they're all, if they're all supposed to have be able to time travel, because to, in order to know where the crack originated and know that it was the Doctor and the TARDIS that did it, they must have people in that time like frame but if every species known to humanity can time travel then why are time lords so i don't think there's any time travel no well maybe there's there is on the daleks part Mm. but i i think the rest are just oh wait hang on the cybermen that we see are modern cybermen as well oh that's a good point i hadn't thought about that Okay, so maybe aside from the Daleks and the Cybermen, <laughs> there is no time travel. They're, the rest are just like the aliens of the day. So, they're, But they're just taking the Daleks at their word. They're like, yeah, we've seen the future and it's all his fault. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, uh, Okay, so where do, at which point does the League of Doom fall apart? It's when the Daleks show up. It's like, all right, so wait, the Iridians <laughs> have shown up. They've got a, they want to cooperate. Well, we don't really trust them, but let's do it. Maybe, yeah, we, Nestine, maybe we could like League the of Doom The Nestine consciousness say they're good for it. Okay, yeah, cool. All right, so we've got the Nestines, we've got the Iridians. Wait, so we've got some Draven and some Draconian. That's really cool. The Nestine are going to show up as Romans. That's awesome. Daleks, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Every time the Daleks show up, they double cross, they fuck everyone over. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? So, uh, we had in the Daleks Master Plan, which is that massive 12 episode epic from William Hartnell's day, uh, we had the. I can't remember what they were called, but it was basically this. It was like a collaboration of a bunch of alien, like evil alien races and the Daleks. Mm. And the Daleks screwed everyone over. And it would have worked had it just not been for the Daleks. Mm. So I wonder if this could be like so much more realistic if the Daleks just weren't there and they were like, the Daleks also wanted to be in on this. <laughs> we didn't let them. <laughs> yeah. Or everyone but the Daleks could have been there at the beginning of the scene. Then the fucking Power Rangers turn up and everybody's like, oh, <laughs> ruined it for everyone. <laughs> Did we miss anything? <laughs> Sup, bitches? <laughs> Let's get this party started. See, I was going to say that I don't like alliances. 
ever since I saw a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode in like 1990. Episode. Episode. Mm -hmm. And in it, some worse foe than Shredder and Krang and all the usual crew turn up and Shredder, voiced by the immortal James Avery, Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. He begrudgingly, as Shredder, has to make peace with the turtles and unite with them and it's the lamest thing I've ever seen to this day, twenty eight years later. So is that is that a bad guys team up with the good guys for one episode? Yeah. Trope? But that's not really what we get I here. I know though. it's not what we get here, but it's close. It's okay, so close yeah, okay. that I, I don't like bad guys not you know not being solo or bad guys. Yeah, they're contravening their raison d'etre, essentially. I can't stand contravention. So I, 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 I sort of liked it, but at the same time, it, it cut me to my quick. Mm. Hmm. Do we ever get it in, well, anything similar in Doctor Who? Do you get the... Well, the, you just mentioned where the Daleks... Yeah, well, in New Who, I guess I'm thinking. I, I, we, we get a meeting of Daleks and Cybermen, but we never get a cooperation between them. Because that's, that's the first thing he says when, when they realise the Cybermen are there as well. It's like, oh, just turn them against each other. That's easy. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like, yeah, they've done that before. Um, the Cybermen, um, this was at Jim's point, actually. Hi, audience member Jim. The Cybermen, like, attacking Amy. Um, that is an oh. amazing scene. <laughs> but, but why does it no, wait, wait, jump wait, 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 carry on. Let well, me carry on. I, I really liked it. I think it's a really cool scene. It looks amazing. But, um, like, is that how Cybermen behave? Because if it can do that, like, wh- why does it need a body? Why does it need a human brain? It seems to be doing exactly. quite well on its, its own as a robot. Its, own. it's walking, it's doing the head thing, it, like, it's intelligent, it's aiming, it can shoot at you without a, a face. Like, it's, it's basically a Medusa. It <laughs> even talks to her and yeah. everything. So, wh- so why do they need a body? Well, the, well, well like, why does it need a robot body? No, why does it need the human body if why the do- robot can work on its own? Is it not just like... Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. It's what does it need autonomous? Human... Yeah, it's, yeah, it defeats the point no, of I being agree. a Cyberman, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because you wipe everything that is human away from them, and I was thinking the body is there just to, like, to oh, give... Oh, it's, it's because the human brain is so much better at computing stuff than computers. <laughs> like computers are. <laughs> well, I mean, in a way it is. Isn't it? Is it? Are you giving up so easily to the advance of AI? <laughs> I'm still holding out. I've got to, although it's ain't my job. <laughs> well, I mean, Marie's fine. She massages people. <laughs> although, wait, that that Boston um, robot that can now jump up and backwards, that'll be massaging people for that's, you. I'm going to say, that's oh. not really a large part of my job. No? <laughs> you don't do backflips? <laughs> okay. Flogging stuff at high markup. Robots can't do that. <laughs> But yeah, that was just a, a note on the side, Matt. But I did, I did like that scene. That was really cool when she she was all entangled. It was all for arms. Yeah, and it felt like cool. there was no way to get away. It, it it was quite horrific as well. Yeah, it was it was scary as yeah. walls. I yeah. mean, w- when it was snapping, ridiculous as that may seem, as it was happening before I'd had the chance to critically be like, "Huh, I wasn't scared at all," and now I sneer at that scene. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> And especially because the doc's out as well. He gets electrocuted or whatever, and yeah. she's on her own, and this thing is attacking her. It's, yeah, it's really scary. Yeah. In a, in a creepy, dark cave? That was that's about as horrific as Doctor Who gets. The skull just tumbles out, just crumbles out, basically onto her feet. <laughs> now she's being eaten alive by a snapping robot head. See, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying, and I, I love the scene, but I think I would have loved it even more if it hadn't been for the snapping. If, if, if it just... Like, why? It's just, it, How's wh- it going to get her face into the... 
Metal but it's not skull well uh, then what then her face is going to be the wrong way around <laughs> like no it, it seems as though it's like is it going to eat her face like her head layer by layer until it gets to the brain and then like what, what, what why is it chomping at her uh, but, it, but i agree it was a great scene and then rory comes to the rescue rory Poor rory, Poor rory. oh my god the scene when the doctor doesn't really how have like... we not really discussed the whole rory conundrum that is the best scene and how great arthur darvel's acting is. oh my god oh, he's yes. amazing he is amazing Whoa. i love him so much <laughs> we know you do <laughs> at least he didn't die in this episode when tracy from america's daughter said i don't like the episode where rory dies the the next question was which, which one? one there are so many <laughs> he survived this one although Yay! apparently amy did well i don't know because he is is a robot now so how much how much of rory has really left well i mean judging from the robot's own protestations he is rory mm. yeah because somehow i guess subconsciously she remembers all that he was and has does she because then why does she say you're my boyfriend why does she not say you're my fiance she's holding the goddamn ring oh that's he hasn't proposed goes, yet oh it's my boyfriend that was all stashed away he was about to drop that on her or wait hang on wait 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 wait. so the nestine consciousness took her memories yeah and created a world based on those memories, including Rory, and it based that on a photo of Rory in her book at yeah. home. Why is that photo there if he doesn't exist, if he's been erased yes, from history? true. <sighs> hmm. Starts to fall apart, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I would Maybe just cut the photo and mm. just have it be like, oh, it's somewhere deep within her subconscious. Yeah. You just can't beat love. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. But yeah, the photo shouldn't be there. Yeah, that should be a solo Polaroid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> unless... Like, r- awkwardly framed. <laughs> 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 um, unless we don't know at what point they went back and took the snapshot and how long this has all been in the works. So if they took a snapshot and did it... No, because no, in this timeline, there is no existed. Rory. No, you're right. Yeah. Sure. Never have existed. Okay. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the ring is still there. That's never it was really in explained. The t- was it in the TARDIS yeah. Yeah. when he was erased and therefore it's sort of immune to it? Yeah. Although when the Doctor's telling Amy to remember, her memories are sort of in the TARDIS, so it's but not like the TARDIS has a true, yeah. force field that protects it. Yeah, but that's why point. her memories are... They are still there, really, really buried somewhere inside so she does remember him when she's confronted with him and he's there like, yeah she does remember him yeah yeah so the tardis has protected it a little wait, bit wait is that the tardis or is that love it's not love well isn't there i mean doesn't the love doctor say something like oh well if you really remember a person that's never existed but okay no that's true but <laughs> <laughs> wait what what does the doctor say no you're right he doesn't say anything about love he says something like if you remember someone you can make them come back to life or something like that when rory dies no, 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 in this, in episode, this episode, yeah, the Doctor says to Amy... when, yes, when she People off- who fall out of the world, they always leave traces, whereas before they would never have existed. Bruce Forsyth, everybody! Half-eaten <laughs> sandwiches. Why do you leave a half-eaten sandwich? Nothing's ever forgotten, not completely. <laughs> All of a sudden, Amy starts remembering things, the Todd is fills up with half-eaten sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, d- don't try and justify Moffat's endless zigzagging. It does not add up. No. I, I did like that Rory was reactivated from her psychic residue in the sense that there was, you know, a logical inference from that to him existing when he shouldn't have. Yeah. But the larger point of that just shouldn't be possible. Yeah. <laughs> but, but 
is unaffected. <laughs> but also, if he's based on her memory or her subconscious or maybe like wishful thinking, does that mean that all of a sudden he's he speaks in a slightly more baritone voice and he's got a bigger dick? Or oh. like he's, he's braver or he's just like, oh, man, Rory's never been this witty. I think he'd be m- more feeble, though. <laughs> more feeble. She, yeah, oh, the way she like treats him. <laughs> it's like that episode of Rick and Morty where like the, the subconscious manifestation of how you perceive your partner and like one is just terrific like Rory would perceive her yeah. Amy as being this this despot this, this gigantic talon infested creature of all angles and hate and malice <laughs> no exactly whereas Rory turns out to just be a slug <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh, poor Rory who offers his butt to everyone <laughs> please watch Rick and Morty <laughs> It's so good. (laughs) I have a question about a line that I... Okay, I didn't catch this at all, really. But there's one bit where River goes into Amy's old house Mm. and she's on like some sort of weird temporal radio, space-time radio with the Doctor. And she says, yada, 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 yada. That's why houses have ghosts. Or maybe the Doctor says... says, Oh, Doctor says, okay. I, I missed the full explanation. What was it? What is that? Structures can house memories. Oh. That's it. That's the explanation. So if, if, ghost if, is the, just if a... walls had ears... Oh. Yeah. Okay. But that's why, that's where they get her memories from. It's not just the physical things in the room. It is like right. they're getting an So the house of, itself has... Yeah. It retains her essence. Yeah. And his essence. And therefore his essence. Yeah. Which also makes no sense because he was never in that house. But in her memories. Deep in down, her memories. Deep but down now inside. you're back to her memories as opposed to the memories of the house. No, but the, that's a, the, the house holds her memories. Oh. Oh. Like a ghost. Oh. <laughs> like okay. a friendly ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, there are no gods, because when a soldier sets out to kill people, he isn't stopped from killing people. So that's that cleared up. The Wait. more you know. <laughs> oh. Did you not like that scene? The scene was fine. Mm. Logic was balls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My note is River's trapped in the TARDIS and able to control it. That happened with Amy last week. Yeah, it did. Yeah, but River yeah, knows how to though. fly the TARDIS. Like, I she suppose. should be able to... There's a lot of very similar, well, you know, yeah. jolting peril, though. Yeah, but she but, also manages to land it and But everything. the difference is, yeah, Amy last week, she's just wandering around going, oh, what do I do now? And screaming and falling over and doing nothing. And Why can't someone make this happen for me? Exactly. And River is like, I got this. Like, And she tries everything. And everything the doctor is like, do this. And she's like, I've tried. Like, I've done that already. Give me something new. And he doesn't tell her anything she hasn't already done. Like, she's so fucking awesome. And oh, Stop but, trying to mansplain the TARDIS, the Doctor. <laughs> exactly. And um, oh, then, and that the last scene where she finally, finally manages to land the TARDIS and she's and the doors won't open and she wires it all up and she blasts it out and she thinks she's free and she opens the doors. There's a brick wall there. That's amazing. I love that scene. Okay, so did I. Okay. But, <laughs> but, where is she? Is there any... Oh, I don't know. She's just like, she's landed in the, exactly the right place, but the, the TARDIS is facing the wrong <laughs> way. The wrong way. The, but, but the, the, well, I mean, maybe it hasn't landed sunny side up. Maybe that's rock. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. You're bed right. rock. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but okay. So, but did either of you ever feel any peril in that moment? Because we know that she, I mean, we've already seen how she dies or is transferred into a matrix forever. Mm. Uh, and we know that the Angel episode takes place later in her lifetime, so we know that this isn't the end of it anyway, and so on and so forth. Like, Is there really a serious sense of peril here? I don't think I was ever sense of peril about her 
personally dying, but it was more about she needs to stop this catastrophe. This TARDIS needs to be okay. Okay. Um, and therefore stop the cracks and everything. Um, and I felt there was definitely peril there because she couldn't like do what she needed to do to stop it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, all you need to do is take your logic a step further and be like, well, is there really peril and everyone will die and there won't be another series? Because, y- you um, know, of, of course, of yeah. course, nobody's actually going to die, but it looks pretty convincing that they might. Yeah. And also, the concept of death has just been cheapened in general. Roy's already died twice. <laughs> so true. they could bring her back, but she could actually die along the way. Really looking forward to season 12 or whatever it is when everyone shows up and everyone's made out of plastic and it's just a facsimile of their former selves yeah and don't forget the doctor has been through 55 billion years of digital iterations at this point or whatever it was in heaven sent oh yeah yeah oh <laughs> was there really that long a time maybe not 55 billion but it was you know it was quite a while the stars yeah, the shifted. way through like diamonds and stuff yeah 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 all right a nice line i thought uh, which was an old soundbite this, but it, it's... I hate good wizards and fairy tales. They always turn out to be him. Oh, I love that line, yeah. And it's, I, and it's nice that it's not true this time. He's not the wizard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you're right. The good wizard. He's the evil wizard, yeah. But that all the more just cemented in me the uh, assumption that, okay, so he must be the bad guy of the fairy tale, ipso facto, the box is going to open and we're going to see him in there. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember what you thought the first time around? No. I kind of assumed that I thought the same yeah. and then forgot about it. Because it is really difficult because I remember it so clearly. It's like, from word go, you know that he's going to be in the box and it's really difficult to read it any other way. And actually, he comes across as really stupid in this episode because it takes him <laughs> a really, really long time to realise that they're going to put him in the box. Like, there's been so many things leading up to it. Yeah, and he's talking about someone just falls out of the sky yeah, and, yeah. and he's, he, he ruins your planet and then he buggers off again. And, and all of your enemies are here to see that. What, who could you possibly be? A trickster. A, tri- a yeah. mischief maker. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and then they, they say a couple of times, the box is ready. And he's like, oh, what do you mean ready? Don't you mean opening? He's like, no, 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 it's ready. We're going to put you in it. And <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. still... So and come it, on, at this point, the audience gets I it. think this, he's got two Roman soldiers on each arm and they're dragging him towards the box. And he's like, so who's coming out of the box then? <laughs> he hasn't got a fucking clue. Oh dear. I think that I hoped and wanted it not to be the Doctor. I can't remember whether I ever suspected it was the Doctor, but mm. I thought maybe they will introduce some great new villain yeah. at this point. Ooh. Sort of to crown Moffat's first series. Maybe he will take yeah. a great original leap into the unknown. Yeah. Have a new like master point two. Yeah. Or just something iconic that can run and run in the series. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. I, sorry, I don't mean like a new master. I mean someone to take to, to have the same stature as the master as yes. a nemesis. Yes, mm. Mm. we need that. By the way, yeah, we really we do. really do need that. Mm. I mean, we talked a lot about. We didn't talk a lot about. We talked a bit about what we want from season eleven, and partly I don't want Jodie Whittaker's Doctor to be entirely defined by her past. Mm. Yeah, and I want the show to go places. Rather than, you know, ticking boxes and keeping people happy, fucking head out to the furthest reaches of the universe and just have a whale of a time. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more with you, but I fear that's not going to be the case. I think, be- I, I think because, sadly, because it's a female doctor, the BBC is going to be slightly afraid of taking yeah. risks. And they're going to, 
in order to appease all the people who don't want it to stray too much from the this is a different conversation isn't it but like who don't want it to stray too much from what they recognize as the only true doctor who they are gonna have to face like the doctor's gonna have to face the same old foes and we're gonna have a lot of like the same logic of the series that we've had so far Mm. Sorry. Mm. Rory shoots Amy, by the way. Oh, he does. (gasps) (laughs) Thanks for that. Yeah, he does. (laughs) I mean, I I didn't actually see it coming. I mean, I've seen Love Save the Day so many times. It was a surprise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember what happens in the next episode? I remember that it's called The Big Bang, and that's a big clue. Universe 2.0. But I can't remember anything else. You remember exactly, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I've, I've watched the first couple of minutes of the next episode. Is it exactly so, what you don't expect and everyone dies except Rory? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Like Doc Manhattan's everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a world of crystalline facsimiles led by a plastic facsimile. Yeah, I'd watch that. Nice. Why not? Isn't that Westworld? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and now it is time to rate this. Did we laugh or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong, hey, la 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 la. Ratings. Why don't you go first, Marie? Sure, that sounds like a great idea. Um, <laughs> then we'll repeat your points oh, soon afterwards. Damn you. I don't know. I really struggled with this one. I really I really enjoyed it the first time round. Um and then I think the I think watching it again, I sort of started to pull like pull it apart a little bit and pick more holes in it and kind of realised Welcome to the show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of expected to come here and you'd pick even more further holes in it and I would just be like, I don't know. But um, there are some really good moments. I love when Rory comes back. Um, I love River. I love, let's talk more about Rory. Mm. I love Rory so damn much. Um, <laughs> and I love the scene where Rory's there and the doc's just ignoring him and being like, hold this Rory. And I'm well, missing something completely obvious. And da, da, da. and it's just pure comedy gold. Like it's such a sweet little scene. Um, and he acts his little heart out and it's beautiful. And um, so it definitely gets bonus points for that. But yeah, there's a lot of things that don't add up. So I'm kind of hovering in the middle somewhere. Oh. Well, kind of high high middle. Oh. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna go for like a three point eight. That's very oh. high middle. Jim is nice. grinning in recognition. <laughs> so are you giving it, Jim? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Hive mind. Do Me? To, uh, am I next? If you want to. Okay. I think that Rory is a tender, genuine, wholehearted presence. Why haven't we talked about Rory? I mean, there was just silence for the last three minutes that we could have been talking about Rory and how great he is. But anyway, I think that the ending of this is something else. It's some sort of archetype. River and the TARDIS are fucked. The Doctor is locked in an infinity eternity box. Amy has been lasered to death. Rory is broken again it's like we we've had setups in the past and and oh by the way every sun in the universe is supernovaing it's amazing silence is literally falling i mean have the stakes ever been higher has there ever been a bigger cliffhanger in anything (laughs) anything the universe is imploding exploding we don't know which it's ploding we know that much the universe is generally ploding. I mean, there's not a second of preview, which, as I said at the beginning, is plus 0.5. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to give it a 4.2. It's madcap, and there are shit bits, but 
Boy, is it a thrill ride. <laughs> I'm going to go ratings-wise right in between the two of you. Oh, nice. Hot. <laughs> Uh, I'm giving this a 4.0. You've already both uh, summed this up very, very nicely. I, the climax of the episode in particular is what sort of gets me. There's there's so much emotion there and there's so... We normally rave about episodes that end on a cliffhanger. This is an episode that ends on like five of them. How could I... How could I... I, I really wanted to give this a 4 point something. Yeah, 4.0. 4.0! <laughs> I cannot wait for the next one. Yeah. And I can remember a few details about it as well. Sort of, sort of. And uh, yeah, 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 really looking forward to it. I really hope it, it is as good as I remember it being. Because like, I think normally second parters were a bit like, oh. Yeah, normally I think we tend to give the second part a little bit yeah. lower of a score. Or a big the first one. Oh, was there? Or a big, uh, a much lower score. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's the thing, the, the first True. part, you always get yourself into these situations. It's like, how can you possibly escape? And then it's always a bit of a like... Mm, yeah, tune that, into the next episode, average, 2.5. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Doctor Sonic Star 1 reverses its polarity and, hey, everything Doctor. reverses. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember it being a better episode than that, so I'm, I'm really hopeful for the next one that it oh. will c- continue this. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. I would have liked the Daleks when they turned up to be a bit more impactful than mm. they were. Now I think about it. If they'd said to the Doctor, Doctor, have you ever seen Slumdog Millionaire? That's what we're doing with Amy. <laughs> Literally that. Then that would have been fine. I've not seen it. Is that a spoiler? Uh, yeah. No, well, no. But <laughs> not really. Um, oh, I had a question. Wait, is she going to win uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Is that what's happening? Every question that... Is answered on Slumdog Millionaire relates to the guy's previous life. Oh, in some way. So every every artifact that River picks up is a clue to their current situation. That's very Slumdoggy. Oh, I see. Um, I just had a recollection as to why I was going a bit lower than you guys, and uh, and um, actually, it's because and we've run out of time. (laughs) (laughs) When they're dragging him into the box, he's chained up, and he's saying, "Like, like, I can help you. Let me out." The supernova, and they're like, "No, we're saving the planet. We're going to put you in this box." Why at that point does none of them just think we could just kill you right here? Why do they trap him in a box? The Daleks are there. The Cybermen are there. They have no problem killing people. Dave Hedgehog is toting a massive gun. Yeah. Why do they not just kill him and get it over and done with? Why the box in the first place? And then, uh, torture? I don't know. Oh, yes. It must be torture, <laughs> really? right? That's the only yeah. option. I bet there was a less kid-friendly draft that was like, <laughs> you're going to have the rest of time to think about how we've locked you up. Ha, exactly, because there's, I mean, the inference is you will, you will live as long as this box exists. It's not like, well, you're going to be in here for another, you know, until you run out of oxygen in about five days and then you're done. Yeah. Yeah, must be torture. Yeah, there's going to be a billion years of waterboarding and then a billion years on the rack and yeah, all sorts of stuff. Um, but he's in a time lock, so he won't actually feel anything. Oh, I missed that. Is he in a time lock? Yeah, oh, that's so one of they... the layers of... When well, that's rivers... a time stop. Mm. But isn't that to stop someone from the outside connecting with the time on the inside? We don't know that time on the inside is actually stopped. Wait, does that mean that when, if and when it is opened again in the future, for whomever has been inside, it's as though no time has passed? Is that what that means? Yeah. We don't know. I think so. That case, that's fine. I mean, lock me up in that. That doesn't. I'm going to say seem no. too bad. You're going to you're going to open it up and in a thousand years, and it's going to be super Dobby in there. <laughs> super but, wrinkly, tiny, negative Dobby. But that, but that means that time is passing in there. Yeah, 
That's but what if I think. time oh, is passing okay. in that, he needs to eat. He can't just live indefinitely. It seems as though this will thing is going to keep him alive, right? Will he just die and regenerate and die and regenerate and die and regenerate? No. Because no. also, in it, there's a finite amount of regeneration, yeah. right? At least in this point in the Doctor Who history, yeah. pre-50th anniversary. Okay, maybe you're right. Well, maybe the next episode is going to reveal this. Yeah, maybe. Oh, stay tuned. <laughs> Listener minis? Oh, yeah. All right. Listener minis. Now let's hear from Podcast Land. Max 250, or it would get out of hand. So who's the first one from? <laughs> it's from Michael... Ridgeway! Ridgeway! Perfect. Love you, Michael! <laughs> Hello, Michael. Hi, Michael. <laughs> Michael begins, the doctor visits Stonehenge and is put in a box. Things I liked a lot. River hamming it up with Cleopatra. The reveal that the Romans are Autons. More Autons, please. Three, Cybermen being scary. The terrifying Cyberhead attacking Amy reminded me of John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, yes. The bit where the skull falls out is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, very true. Sure. Um... Number four, the twist and trap, and the musical montage of the Doctor being dragged into the Pandorica. Goodbye, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, the fist-clenching Cyberman that says, seal the Pandorica. Fist-clenching Cybermen were all the rage in 1980s classic who last seen in Seventh Doctor. Seal the nemesis when the cyber leader issues fist-clenching order, eradicate them, against a bunch of neo-Nazis who are duly eradicated. Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Michael follows up with some beefs. Number one, Orton Rory. Glad as I am to see Rory again. How exactly did this happen? Rory was wiped from existence. Mm-hmm. Why is he in a photograph in Amy's room? Well, might we bring up that same point, Michael? Well observed, mm. Michael, yes. Uh, number two, the whole believe it and it will come true bollocks. Last scene with the rubbish flying doctor in Last of the Time Lords. And number three, this is an awesome cliffhanger, but I anticipate it will be fudged in part two, particularly Amy's, quote-unquote, death. Michael follows up with some bonus questions. I'm assuming the League of Villains is a temporary arrangement. It would be sad to see the Daleks and Cybermen going soft on their core principles of exterminating, assimilating all other life. And silence will fall. (laughs) Do we ever find out who says this? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh, and he gives this a score of 3.1 out of 5 decapitated loony cyberheads. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Michael, you are awesome. <laughs> Excellent review, Michael. Yeah, Love thank you, Michael. You. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Next one comes from David E. Bagum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. David begins. Here, we get the first taster of a Stephen Moffat two-part finale. It's all kind of intriguing to begin with. We sort of get a greatest, or not so greatest, hits of some of the previous episodes. There's even a bit of churchy. So will we be hearing his voice on the podcast? Oh, slash, slash dog posts. <laughs> it's in my notes, it's in my notes. Like a greatest hits package. <gasps> oh my goodness. Wow, yeah. <laughs> oh, well done. <laughs> David E., you are super duper on in sync with uh, Drew over here. Uh, yeah, Dirty continues. It's good to see River again once that unconvincing wig comes off. Wait, what? You <laughs> <laughs> weren't buying that. <laughs> and there are some really great scenes with the disembodied Cyberman in the cave underneath Stonehenge. 
Rory's back, but still hasn't grown a pair. <laughs> I, I can't say I like Smith's speechifying all that much. Bagger but- off, you lot. <laughs> Every dark day. I can't do it. Every yeah. black day I come and fuck you up, <laughs> one by one. <laughs> Sound bites. <laughs> <laughs> but River mentions the Draconians. That's right, from Frontier in Space, in brackets, Classic Who. And even... Chelonians have turned up. They've only appeared in books so far. Chelonians? I missed that one. Nice one, David. David E. goes on. And it looks like they'll only ever appear in books, because when they land, it's just a bunch of aliens we've all seen before, plus some extras that are autons. Might as well just be normal people. Also, is it me, or is it kind of strange to see the Slyorians there? I didn't think they'd been established as go-to bad guys. I didn't think they'd been established as go-to bad guys either. Well, they're just hanging Listen out. to Marie get more northern. <laughs> Five lines of it. <laughs> Oh, you're just itching, ain't you, love? (laughs) (laughs) So, all of this had been a trap created by them. How on earth have they put all of this together? (laughs) And then, for some reason, Amy's dead and TARDIS has exploded. (laughs) (laughs) Colour me interested and a little bit entertained. (laughs) (laughs) 2.3. That's one, David. <laughs> David E. Get in there, son. About the Silurians, were they meant to be asleep at this point? Are they... Oh, in- shit. <laughs> yeah, they're sure. Obviously. Sort of, right? Yeah. So, the, so these particular Silurians must be the like warrior ones that are... like. There's only The three of them that we see are the only ones that are on the surface now. That's it. I guess. And below the surface, everyone's asleep everyone's except asleep. for that weird doctor guy. Yeah. Oh. Malachi. I mean, this brings up another Malachi, point. Malachi, well done, yeah. Which is that, you know, there are, there are 20 or 30 Doctor Who races perfectly equally represented there. People don't behave this well at the UN. <laughs> <laughs> now, after you, after you. All that business. Oh, goodness sake. Yeah. We're allowed five. We've got tickets near the front. <laughs> And if ever there was an episode that proved that, according to Doctor Who, every member of their respective alien race always wears the same clothes, this is the one. Mm. This, by the way, is the Vindex shot. If you go to the Vindex on <laughs> yes. whoever.com, this is the shot. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, David, thank you very much for your mini. <laughs> Let's go on. Next one comes from Star Wars Sill, Star Wars Sill, Star Wars Sill. Star Wars Sill, Star Wars Sill, Star Wars Sill. Star Star Wars Sill. <laughs> Star Wars Sill begins. Good things. One. Liz Ten. Vincent. Bracewell. Braithwaite. <laughs> Braceface. And Winnie. Team up to save the Doctor. And Rory executes Order 66. Someone explain. Uh, Sill. Wait, Order 66. Is that a Star Wars thing? Oh, what Jim is it? knows. Oh, Jim. Uh, our audience. Wait, let me. Uh, wait, wait. It's when all the to- clones turn against and kill all the Jedi. Oh! Yeah. So they're all sleeper agents and then just go bam, like the Romans. Oh, nice! Oh, they get their kicks with Order 66. Good. Oh, fantastic. Good knowledge there, Jim. Yeah, and Star Wars still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Number two. Is the handsome time agent who lost his gadget and wrist Captain Jack? Go, go, gadget, wrist! <laughs> and if not, may I please headcanon that it is... Uh, yeah, exactly. There's like a slow bit by bit. He loses everything except for his head. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. 
uh, and three, this episode just underlined my absolute love for River Song. Yeah, me too. Star Wars still has alarming things. <laughs> there were a couple of terms that bothered me. Cyber Thing and Underhenge. Underhenge. The first sounds like it came from an adult toy shop. <laughs> and the other sounds like something you'd whisper in alarm. Leon, your underhenge is showing. <laughs> I, I better cover it with my cyber thing. <laughs> oh dear. Star Wars still uh, had a disappointing thing. I was mildly disappointed that the episode did not address what kind of giant ass spiders could make such massive and thick webs all over the cavern. But hey, the important thing is that some fruit flies don't make for life. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So the doctor basically goes, "Well, we've got a, we've got all day, let's bone." Yeah. Uh, and Amy doesn't say, hmm, "That gives me an idea." <laughs> <laughs> she she does have ideas. She goes upstairs to meet the sexy uh, Robins. Oh yeah. Take the legion by storm. <laughs> uh, Star Wars still continues. Embarrassing thing that glorious speech that the doctor gives. Let somebody else try first. Gave me chills the first time I heard it. It is it felt so damn good. I wanted to cheer and the music tells you it's this great moment for him. Except on repeat viewing, it's perhaps the most embarrassing speech he's ever given, considering the circumstances. Well, I mean, worse than Rings of a Carton. <laughs> and all the bad guys know it, and the doctor hasn't figured it out yet that he's wearing no clothes, and the class is laughing. Aww. Aww. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Perfect thing, Star Wars still finishes with. Watching the night sky undo itself, and then the music just stopping for those last few moments. I'm going to give this episode a 4.0 out of 5. Missing giant spiders. <laughs> <laughs> because I love angst. Rory delivered it in spades. And because of River's hair. Let's be real. Does everyone else know something we don't? <laughs> I, d- I did not notice that. Am I the... Uh, does it, uh, are you not talking about the Cleopatra wig? Oh, right. Maybe. Oh, you've got better wig daughter than I Jim do. Jim ha- holds his hand up. Oh. Oh, no, no he's just Oh, he's just stretching. Uh, <laughs> because this podcast is keeping him so awake. <laughs> uh, ladies and gents, please follow Star Wars Seal online. Star Wars Seal is... It uh, can be found at... Star Wars Seal. That's Star Wars Seal. <laughs> With a Y. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. Next up we have Kyle Rath. Woo-woo. A.K.A. the Sinister Super Spy. Hello, Kyle. Kyle begins... The universe is cracked. The Pandorica will open. Silence will fall. Mm. Sounds like a nice three-series arc. That's not what happens, of course. While Series 5 is still the strongest of Moffat's time as showrunner, in my opinion, it also wrestles with the beginnings of his penchant for big things. Leading us all by the nose, this episode tells us that bad things are about to happen and everyone connected to the Doctor in this series so far knows about it, except the Doctor. In its efforts to be clever, it comes off as a bit of an aggressively shaken soda. All fizz, no pop. (laughs) Listen, Kyle continues, I enjoy clever, thoughtful, layered character development and less is more slash show versus tell storytelling. The idea that the Doctor is the most feared thing in the universe is interesting, but I didn't feel any investments in it. It was dropped in our laps for this episode. It just didn't capture me. I realise I may be in the minority here, but it's just okay. Despite some nods to some classic film moments, the Thing slash Cyberhead and the Mummy slash Cyberman chase, and some funny dialogue, as usual by Matt Smith, the Pandorica opens as a glitzy, flashy entrance to a two-part finale with big odds and an even bigger job to bring the whole series home. Big speeches, big set pieces, big deal. And he gives this a 3.2 out of 5. 
Any little PS. Rory Williams is still the most interesting character in the series, even when he's a robot assassin made of plastic. Hmm. Oh. Uh, awesome. Thank you very much, Kyle. Ladies and gents, follow Kyle online. He is at Sinister Super Spy. That's, That's super, super without any, any vowels. vowels. <gasps> oh my god, metal high five. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, it's Tracy from America. It's been a while since we sang that. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy begins, I'm really stretched today, so here's my very fast notes. Please ignore grammatical mistakes. Overall, ambitious visually and plot-wise, but falls a bit flat in payoff, which won't come until next week anyway. Missed opportunity, the underhand. Here's my rewrite. Doc, the underhand. Amy, what? You made that up. Doc, of course I did. Catch you right? I'm going to slow down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that someone else try first speech is right up there with the speech that he gives Prisoner Zero. I would like to give such a speech someday. Oh. And fa- excellent reference. Yeah, yeah, they're practically the same speech, aren't they? The bit where it's boilers. So where is River in her own timeline? River's only recently met the Zox and shortly thereafter married him. But she should remember Amy's house, so she was over there a lot as Mel's. Maybe it was too many years ago? Holy smokes. Okay. <laughs> this one's not much of a spoiler. As for Rory, who she should definitely remember. Wait, should she? Anyway. Love! Love, love, love saves the day. There is no evidence that she actually saw his face. She just put two and two together upon seeing the photo of him looking all Roman. And she gives this a rating of, I I am the doctor. doctor. I've just realized that she's not talking, she does not refer to Amy, it's River. River should remember Rory. Oh, wait. I thought that. Have they met before? Oh, that's a good point. But wait, 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 wait. If Rory has been deleted from history, then Then River also would not exist. She wouldn't exist. Because history, like, it would also have deleted all of Rory's little sperms. Yeah. All of his little swimmers. Goodness. Yeah. There would be no River. (laughs) Oh, wow. Right? Uh, It just gets worse and worse, doesn't it? (laughs) Uh, Ladies and gents, please follow Tracy from America. (laughs) She is... At Yekat Nyatnov, that's Fountain Tracy, backwards. <laughs> Thank you very much. And that's it. That's awesome. Thank you, everyone who sent in your minis. Uh, good, good stuff. Next up, we are going to be looking at The Big Bang, correct? Indeed. Indeed, mm-hmm. Arunian cheesecakes. And at some point in the hopefully not too distant future, we will be looking at a Classic Who episode as well. And it will be... The Time Warrior? I think so. In the meantime, people can follow us. Drew, you're on Twitter, right? Uh, Drew back when? Excellent branding. I am at Pumpkin and Marie. You're not on Twitter. Mm-mm. But please feel free to contact us at uh, whobackwhen at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'll pause it along. And all read it out in the next mailbag episodes. Until the next time, you've been a lovely audience. Thank you so much. Rock on. And cha-chao. Bye-bye. <laughs> Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends! I've got no friends! No problemo, tell some strangers! Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome. High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it. We're at who back when. All in one word. 
Check us out on Instagram for behind-the-scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher, and head on over to our website, whobackwhen.com, where you can submit a review of your own, browse the article archives, and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters, and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, ciao ciao. Who back when?